Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome back to the From the Back Tees podcast. As always, I'm Zach Penser, and we got my two co-hosts. We got Nolan T. Smith, and we got our guy, Reed. Reed's coming in straight from Detroit this week, I think, right? To Detroit. To Detroit. From Hartford. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Same thing. You're in Detroit. <laughs> yes, sir, I am. Never, first time here. Never been here, man. It's a, it's a, different, it's a different town. Uh, may say Motown, may, it's, it's different. It's awesome. It just definitely has a different vibe to it. Yeah, and we're coming off uh, a big week last week at the Travelers Championship. We saw DJ finally win. 13th straight year, though, with a win. But it was like, how, how long was it till he won? It was like 19 months or something between wins. Was it? I didn't know it was that long, but I read that. You said that earlier. Yeah. That many years. That's crazy. Yeah, we should take some time and talk about that right off the bat. That, I mean, DJ is one of the most dominant golfers of our generation, for sure. Like, it kind of, for at least my generation, it's like Tiger, Phil, DJ. I mean, like Ernie, Rory. Ernie, and like VJ were a little. I mean, I kind of want to say that's before my generation. Even what about though, Rory, yeah, of course Rory. But true, but yeah, DJ's I mean, almost been more dominant. I guess now you got like Justin Thomas and Spieth, who I guess are a couple years behind. Yeah, yeah like true. they've been hot for a while here, but they haven't had like a sustained career. So yeah, I brought that up in about... class today. I brought that if up in class. about elongated careers, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Man. <laughs> I, yeah. saw, I, I saw a sweet quote from DJ. They're like, so what was it like when you – because he used to hit a draw apparently all the time, and now he always hits his cut. And he was like – they were like, when did you decide to start hitting the cut? Or like, how did you change? He's like, well, I decided I wanted to hit a cut. <laughs> and so then I did. <laughs> yeah it's the most dj thing ever the most dj thing ever was also like just blasting one like 380 on the 18th hole when he needed like a bogey to win right over that left bunker yeah there was some crazy like graph where it shows everyone's drives and they're all like within 20 yards of each other and then there's just one little dot like 40 yards ahead of everyone else way out there and you That's had funny. Bryson way over to the left. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing him hit his, like, approach shot into 18. I was like, where the heck are you, Bryson? Did you guys did you guys see his drive on 10? I want to say it was either Friday. Or, I know it was, it was either Friday or Saturday. I think it was Friday. He kind of hit it up the right, and it caught the cart path and rolled all the way down, like, slowly to, like, I, I don't know how far he was from the hole, maybe 70 yards. And then made and then making five from there. Oh yeah, well it's crazy. Some of them, also there are some weird rules that were in place too, like DJ driving it out of bounds when the ball was like five yards, like away from the train tracks. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, understand that. That was just that was just OB stakes, right? And they yeah, have to yeah. create a line between OB stakes and. Correct. Yeah. yeah why so, can you get it out of the water, but you can't hit it from there? Because out, out of bounds is the boundary of a golf course. So. Come on. So water. That's a no. red stick. That's a red stick. Oh. Actually, well, that's why you're the, the person. Yellow. 
Yeah, yellow. All, all these rules have changed so much. The water hazards now a penalty area, they call it. Uh, you can now ground your club in the hazard, whereas before you couldn't. Um, yeah. But it's just – it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, okay, DJ, he also – I saw another interesting thing. He was like 79th after the first round or something, like shot – shot like a couple under par or something and that was like the furthest back he's ever been after round one because i feel like dj is always like a front runner like right that was the like, farthest back anyone came since mcdowell oh look we got a special guest today who wants to see the special guest oh, she's boy. hiding but she snuck in oh no <laughs> the little zach okay now she's the, running say hi to youtube she just wanted to listen She's very interested in you guys' lives. But, yeah, no, it was uh, it was crazy. We had, uh, well, Brendan Todd, that was crazy, the triple bogey. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. looked like he was going to, you know, be steady and pull something out, but that just derailed everything. I mean, dude, you, you think about the year, that's the PGA Tour physical season that he's had with the two wins early. That just goes to prove, man, golf's a game and anything can happen at any time. It's not over until the last putt's hold. I mean, how many times have you seen someone miss a short one to send it to a playoff or whatever, you know? Yeah, and he made, yeah. like, uh, he hit, like, 49 out of 50 fairways at one point, which is not, like, normal. It's not something anyone normal. should be doing. That's is that, not normal. Is that course, like, fair, fairly narrow, Reed? I mean, it's pretty short, right? Yeah, there was a couple decently long par fours. Um, uh, sorry, one, two, three, four was decently long. A couple of the par threes played 220, you know, to certain pins and whatnot. Um, but in areas it was narrow, in areas it was forgiving, not as far as like the fairway being wider, just not a whole lot of trouble off the tee. I mean, there was a lot of times a bunker sitting there, but no trees in some spots, you know. Um, some the back nine a little more so I would say uh, early in the back nine a little more demanding off the tee um, but all in all a great risk reward golf course and probably the best short par four I've ever seen in my life and I've been to a lot of golf courses and that that uh, that par sorry par four that par four on 15 is is I mean if you're looking for a, a make or break par four coming on the stretch it, it's, that's in the top whatever I think every course should have like a drivable par four risk reward right at the end. It's just okay. it's just so good because it's it's so sh it's short it's short where everyone can get to it, but the green is so like dramatic, and so you get these like we had a three and a half foot eagle putt I'd say on on my hole on the final day and we hit it inside left and it slid outside the hole right. That three and a half footer had to be played outside the hole. How often do you see that? Mm -hmm. yeah how did you guys play it all day did you drive it the whole day the whole week yeah yeah we we, we sent it every day and i think a lot of people did just because the layup i guess it, to lay back wasn't the not that it wasn't easy it just left a difficult approach to those pins because they were all in like these little tiny shelves and the green fell off everywhere so you just wanted to get somewhere up by the, up by the green and you know able to I mean, it's it's a hole you can make four birdies on, but it's also a hole you can make four doubles on. Without yeah. thinking. It definitely looked like they grew out 
the kind of bailout area right that rough looked a little longer than usual so then you, yeah even if you bail out there you kind of got a tricky chip with water over the green to the left everything so, pitching away from you on the green yeah, yeah. it's this gnarly it's <laughs> nasty how did you think uh how would you rate your your week with hubs i know since we've had you on we haven't talked too much about hubs performance but i think uh that's yeah. what people want to hear yeah i mean we've been we've been steady um since the restart, we've played three golf tournaments, made three cuts, finished every tournament somewhere in the realm of T35-ish, T37-ish. Um, but I think this last week, we definitely, we, we talked about it. We left some shots out there, and we made, we made one bad decision the first day. Um, hit a club we probably shouldn't have hit. Uh, but in retrospect, you, know, you can't go back. It's just you, know, you learn from it, and next year we know. And There's a certain pin on now. Uh, 13, the par five on the first day, it was just nasty from a certain spot where all the balls were feeding because it was firm. We flew it in the bunker and kind of not in a good spot. But, I mean, all in all, you know, we're, we're trending. We're, we're getting there. Uh, we're seeing, seeing some good shots out of them. Um, there's, you know, we, like I said, we missed a few short ones, hit a couple wayward iron shots. But, you know, that's, that's golf in a nutshell. And the, the, the week that you finally click and you click good, then, you know, you never know what can happen. But uh, playing solid and keep moving on and just hanging right there in the FedEx. Yeah, exactly. i got to ask you, though, because something – I'm always watching you guys on Shot Tracker, which is like, for me, i got to go to every hole, too, and then see the whole difficulty so I know what I'm in for. <laughs> so I'm like, when we get to the easiest par five, that's like 500 yards, and it's the number one difficulty no, – number 18 difficulty. How come somehow – Hubbard is like the greatest player I'm convinced in the world on the most difficult holes and like the worst player on the easiest hold. Dude, I, I <laughs> it's, uh, we, he, I don't know what it is, but sometimes we So I'm not wrong. Stuff. It's like really a thing. I mean, it's not, I, sometimes I think it's we. It's not a thing yet. It's not a thing yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, I, think, I mean, I think we. We're gonna turn I around. think it's just. You know, it's, some holes set up better for you and some don't. And, uh, I mean, sometimes those shorter part fives, though, are short for a reason because they have such different, like, there's trouble on them. It's not like you're setting up to a 610-yard part five and it's tough because it's long with rolling hills and slope. So often you have these, the shorter part fives are so, I don't want to say Mickey Mouse, that's not not right term, but they're, they're very positioning par fives and you have to be at a certain spot. Um, so, I mean, those kind of, those kind of par fives, I think, lend to some more bogeys, I would say, because there's risky war, but there's some more birdies as well. But, yeah, I mean, we need to get better on, on some of those types of holes. We play, playing the par threes well and playing the long par fours well. He's a great long arm player, but I think that's definitely an area for improvement. So do you think, like, the more difficult courses suit his game best, though? Oh yeah, I, I would. I, I would. It's not that we can't go low, but he's very good at picking apart a golf course if it's very tough. And we're very good at, you know, setting these holes out that we're going to attack or plan to attack. You know, depending on where the, the tees are set and whatnot. We already know where the pins are. Um, you know, when we start the round. But yeah, I mean, I, I, he's good at very, very good at you know, grinding, if you will. That's what I was going to say. He's a grinder, like my boy Tiger. 
Yeah, he's a dog. He's a fucking great. Speaking uh, of Tiger, I don't know if you guys are scoreboard watching or anything, but you did move ahead of Eldrick Tiger Taunt Woods uh, wow. this weekend in the uh, FedEx Cup standing. So hats oh. off. Oh, really? But <laughs> yeah. Moved, well, we moved back like four spots, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess Tiger they dropped. back with a 37th yeah. place finish. They need to fix their scoring. Yeah, that's rough. Well, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's all on who's around you and who finishes high. I mean, anything can happen, you know? And now for the rest of your life, you were ahead of Tiger Woods. That's right. Yeah. I want to see you guys in the Tour Championship, though. That'd be awesome. That's, I mean, that's really, obviously, we want to finish one on the FedEx. I mean, that's the end goal. And anyone who's playing on Tour, that's the end goal. But that's, in my mind, like, that's, my benchmark right now where I wanted to have a successful season in my eyes or to be happy and walk away from not, not that I wouldn't be happy because we've had, we've had a good season, but have you know, a lot of success. I think getting to that tour championship is a big mark for us. Yeah. Got to rattle off like a top 10 or here, 10 here or there. Or oh, something. Yeah. Yeah, it'll come. There. It'll come. yeah. Yeah. And the last good story from the week, uh, talking about top 10s, look at this segue. Would have finished by Will Gordon. I mean, yeah. the guy had to finish tied for third or better to get his tour card through like uh, exemption status. He ends up bogeying 17 on like a three footer and then makes a bomb on 18 to finish top three after Brendan Todd's uh, fiasco. I, I had no idea until you told me that, Zach. Yeah, well, crazy. And he was leading after round two, like out of nowhere. Yeah. But when you really look, he's actually been great. I think he has three straight top 25s on tour. He's good. He was, at Van- was he Vanderbilt? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Somewhere. Is Vanderbilt the SEC? Yeah. Oh, look at that American knowledge. So, yeah, he was Vanderbilt. I knew he was the SEC. <laughs> They're fairly <laughs> new. Fairly new to the SEC, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I mean new, new compared to other teams in the SEC, I guess. Wow, I'm so proud that I knew that. That's, like, incredible. <laughs> You know, Vanderbilt is, like, crazy, like, smart. Yeah, yeah and they're good at baseball. Very good. That. Not as good as my Oregon said Beavers, though. Are they not? The, Be- the Beavers are good. The Beavers are good. Uh, so there was this uh, – I don't know if you saw me retweet it or something, but there was, like, a poll going around for uh, the best college baseball team ever. Oh, yeah, uh, I saw that. I don't even acknowledge those two. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyway, Beavs had it was a sixty fourteen bracket, like NCAA tournament style, and it was all fan voting though. So, so who who knows what that means? But Beavs had four teams in the tournament, and three of them made it to the final four. Wow, jeez, Dustin really are good. Final Vanderbilt had like two in the in the final eight, and the only reason we didn't have, well, maybe not, but. We had two Beaver teams face off against each other early on, so they eliminated each other. Oh, they eliminated each other, yeah. <laughs> I wish I played baseball. Reed, you should have played baseball. You look like a rowdy player out there. I played T-ball, and then I think I played right field when I was, like – Are you, like, the greatest T-ball in, uh, in your area? No, I was probably that kid that accidentally let go of the bat and flung it into the stands. <laughs> or went and beat <laughs> someone with it. <laughs> I got a I got a warning from the umpire once for flipping my bat back and like throwing it between his legs. <laughs> That's funny. 
no uh, yeah, aspirations. I didn't play a whole lot of baseball. I played a little bit of baseball, a little bit of soccer, but not a whole lot of it. More basketball than golf. Yeah, you could have been a good baseball player. You got you got the size, like Mark McGuire. I would have had him in the DH, so I can't run for shit. <laughs> exactly. That's surprising, though. You would think you'd be decently good at running. You walk more than like any of us. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Not happening. Nor 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 do I enjoy it. Got one, <laughs> one speed and it's walking. That's right. <laughs> so if like, uh, oh, that'll be amazing. I saw like this week, Hovland started like sprinting on the 18th hole to get oh, it yeah. in before they called the rain delay or the weather delay. The weather delay, yeah. So if that happens with you, we could expect you not to be with Hubs. Oh, I'll, I'll run. I'll run with the bag I mean, if I have to. I just Wait, have you guys been to the, the waste management, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever do a caddy race? No chance. Not, <laughs> not up 16. No. We'll I, get it to my, be done. With my luck, I, I would trip over some of the gravel and fucking face plant. We're going to have to convince <laughs> some people to get it done. I mean, hey, we'll, we'll get some of the fans wagering on the caddy race. Yeah. You know who had a – we had a pretty good week, though, for the uh, from the back tees luck of guests. We had – Peter Quest made his PGA Tour debut. He didn't make the cut, but, I mean, the kid's, like, 20, so what – Shot, like, three there? over, then one under or something? Yeah. yeah. Pretty darn good. And then Ryan Armour, top five. Yeah. Really? Our guy, he's barely played any events, and he just comes out there and knocks off a top five. He's off to Detroit as well, so you'll see him again, Reed. Love it. He played with Ryan. Rory, too. Uh, oh, seriously? Yeah. I think they made like a – there was something on PGA Tour's Twitter where they made like 11 birdies on between 13 holes between the two of them. Really? Yeah, crazy Dude, stuff. That, that, back, that back nine was – there was a couple tough holes. And then it, it might have been one of the better nines in, 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 that I've seen in recent memory just because there was a couple tough holes that were just hard. And there was a couple holes where – it was so – you can make, like I said, you can make eagle birdie. You can make eagles. Yeah. You know, you can make double. And that's, I think that's what's awesome when it comes to a PGA Tour tournament and having those, those back nine stretches just makes it so much more interesting and so much more a chess match, if you will, you know? Yeah. I think we've spoken about this before, but maybe I'm the only one, but I love when the courses are, like, brutally difficult. Like, I want every week to end with a even par winner. I think everyone does. Everyone does. No, everyone wants like birdie fest now. Yeah. I like yeah. I like tough courses too. Oh, so never mind. We're not in we are in agreement. Shocking. <laughs> I even before I even was out here, I, I always enjoyed watching the tougher tournaments. And I think even being out here, I enjoy the, the tougher like, golfers. Struggle. Does that, Dude, does I love that, it. I love it. Because then you know ever, where you're at more too. It's not like you need a birdie like five out of six holes to well, it's just—it's just. I think it's because birdies become that much more valuable, and you get rewarded. Yeah, you know what I mean. But generally, those courses reward a really good golf shot, yeah. and so it bring it brings out the people who are hitting the best. And you're not, it's not that I don't like don't like the birdie fest, but at the end of the day, like I think grinding it out is more fun, if you will. Yeah. Wow, we're gonna get there when major season comes around. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. So uh, the last big story, though, from the week, you guys must have seen the Daniel Summerhay stuff because that was crazy. 
Dude, I had no idea. Uh, I knew it. I knew it was his last week, and I just was done. We were done with the round on Sunday, and I looked up and saw that he was kind of coming down the stretch, and I had a chance to win. So I texted Bruce Turtle, uh, one of my buddies, who actually worked on the Corn Ferry for him last year, and said, "Wouldn't this be crazy if he ends his career with a W? Would he do? Would he? Would he go further? And that's the question. What? How do you end on a? I mean, it's easy to say, yeah, I would end on a win, but like." that gets you possibly tour status in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Wouldn't it almost for sure get him tour status, especially in the short season? Well, I, I think it's, it's a two year season for them now. Awesome. Maybe that's why I feel like still it would get you pretty darn close. You that's have what to have I'm like saying. Not horrible season. Then you'd be in. Right. Right. Just a couple more good finishes. I think for, it's crazy that, he would have, well, his only win as a professional was as an amateur. Yep. Then he played his whole career, doesn't win, but has been around like forever. And would have been something, but I still feel like he's going to come back now. It was too good of a way to play. You think so? You can't call it quits on that. I mean, now he knows he could win. It's tough, man. I mean, I think, ah. I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay retired because. He's probably always knew he could win, but I think if he did win and, like, would be like, ooh, maybe I can get PJ Tour status, like you were saying. Yeah, but, or he yeah. wins and then goes, like, full Stephen Bowditch, and then they'd be like, well, fuck, that was a bad choice. I'll <laughs> tell you what. Um, being around him a little bit last year, more, I mean, more than the average caddy was just because I said I wasn't. You know, like I told you, I was friends with Turtle. He is – Danny is one of the most – family men you'll ever meet and so I think when he said he wants to go teach it's for his kids like he wants to go teach with his kids he's always teaching his kids this and that and spending time with them and so I think I think I thinking about it I think if he would have won I, I don't think it would have changed anything so yeah um, regardless crazy way to, to end things yeah, yeah. so but interesting inter- it's weird how things work like that yeah yeah, I know. You see it all the time in sports. I always wonder, like, especially in golf, I don't see how that could, like, help your game. Like, to shoot nine under, shooting nine under. Right. Is it just a coincidence? I don't know. We'll never with, know. A bog- with a bogey on the 72nd hole. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. I'm sure he's thinking about that one. It was right. also brutal. He had such a long wait between the playoff and when he finished compared to the other two. Right. What happened in the playoff? Did he? I saw he made bogey. He bogeyed the first, and I think uh, did no. He bogeyed, and they both parred. Mm-hmm. Right. Then uh, Jones won. Kyle, Kyle Jones. Jones with the birdie. He kind of he kind of made a iffy shot into the green on the second playoff hole, but it got a nice kick and had like a eight footer for birdie. He uh, he was up on tour last year. Jones. Uh, Kyle Jones, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's and crazy. Then, like, I don't know. It, it's true. That guy we've had on before, uh, Monday Q, like, he makes the great point. While the PGA Tour is, like, incredible to watch, you have way less stories of, like, it really changing someone's life. Right. Like, every single week on the Corn Ferry Tour, someone's life has changed. Right. And I don't know. Like, well, you could obviously understand it. I mean, you guys won on yeah. the Corn Ferry Tour. That's probably has anything it's, up to it as a pro oh man I, I wouldn't trade it for the world i wouldn't it, uh, i wouldn't do it 
I guess I the second place first. finish doesn't live up to it, even though it's a nice uh, paycheck at the end of the week. Yeah, I mean, wins are wins, man. I don't care where you're playing and what you're doing. Wins are wins. I mean, I don't care if you're playing a tiddly week or a off-field event or an event like this week or a major or an invitational round. Wins a win, man. You got to beat everyone in the field. There's really not a better feeling. When we, when we won together, we walked down 18 pretty much after we had our second shot, knowing we had already won. There's not much better feeling. Were you Speaking like, of, please don't smash this putt? Yeah. <laughs> we could have four-putted, I think. <laughs> Speaking of paychecks, you see, I want to see a little bit more of this. Mackenzie Hughes, like, he was like, Fist pumping a couple putts in late in the round, even though he couldn't win. But a hundred feet of putts. putts he made a couple putts that were worth like a couple hundred grand. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he made yeah. he made ninety feet, forty three feet, and forty seven feet to make two hundred thousand dollars more. Wow! What a time to make two long ones. <laughs> wow! Yeah, and a sixty in round one, like Canadians, yeah. I tell you. Yeah. I was watching with someone. They're like, "Why is why is he fist pumping? Like he's not gonna win. Like does he think he can win right now?" I'm like, "No, but he just like doubled his winnings. Like, that was a hundred thousand dollars that putt." Yeah, yeah he's, We played a practice round with him a few weeks ago. For some, maybe it was like RSM in the fall. He, Max is a good dude, man. Yeah, hopefully no, we'll no, have Mac on soon. A, a little spoiler there for the people. I think I think we got something in the works. Yeah. Once yeah. you guys take off weeks, no, no one's taking an off week now because you've missed so much. So. Yeah. Can we talk about that? What Reed? When are you? <laughs> yeah. When are you guys going to take killing me right now, man? <laughs> uh, no, I'm good, man. We're just rolling. Uh, so we played the first three. We play this week, which is the fourth week. Uh, we'll play the workday event, which is at Mirfield before the uh, memorial. We'll play the memorial, which will be a sixth event in a row. Uh, which is, I love it though, man. I love, I love getting after it. And then uh, we'll take, he said we'll take most likely two weeks off and then go to the PGA in San Fran. Uh, and then after the PGA in San Fran, um, the Wyndham is uh, uh, maybe maybe play, maybe not, which is the last week before the playoffs. And then we'll go to Boston for the first leg of the playoffs. Do we have any insight on if uh, fans are going to be allowed at any events or is it done for the whole season? I've heard the memorial, they're going to let fans out. There's, yeah, they're still like trying. Yeah, um, and I heard uh, someone mention, I don't know how good of the source is or whatever, but I can't even remember where it came from. But I did talk to someone last week that said that Jack uh, is trying to do everything he can to have fans out there for his event. Oh, yeah, nice. I mean, what eventually you, they're going to start opening things up. Right. What are, your, what are your thoughts on them hosting – an event right before the memorial at the same course like to me my first impression was like oh man they're gonna these guys are gonna beat up the course for the yeah. memorial i mean if you look at a pj tour course after a tournament's run through there there's so many divots and yeah I mean, all that. the range the range can handle it the range is massive um the course the only part i'm, I'm really concerned about are the collection areas around the green um the as far as the tee boxes and whatnot and, and the fairways i think they're going to trick check the first week up a little bit i don't think they're going to play it at full length and i think they're going to play mm. some trickier pins i think they're going to make it more of a um 
uh, pick it apart golf course instead of, you know, in your face, I'm tough. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be the difference in the two, but I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll only see, you know, next, next week we'll see. And it's crazy to think it's already here. I mean, it feels like we were just starting and going, Hey, in a month and a half, we're playing on the board. It's like right around the corner. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you, he's played it before. No. Or is, uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, okay. I think How he played you played in fifteen. I played it in the college tournament. Oh wow! How'd you do? Uh, not good. Ninety-four. No, I think it was like 80, 82 or something like that. The first two rounds, first two rounds, the first day got rained out. Oh, and the second day, and the second day, uh, I, don't, I don't think Reed showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I see a trend here from your playing career. The caddy no, no. definitely going better. No man, my in my early days, I was a good player. I just I just lost the drive to practice and, and, and compete. I love I love the competing side of the caddy and caddying into things much more. That, like that, that makes me think of what I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about liking when a a score is like around even par for winning a tournament, like. I've always wanted to like play one of those courses and like see how bad I would do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh, I get one of those like U.S. Open courses. Yeah. Dude, I mean, there. It's 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 not only that those courses are tough, but they're they're tough in the sense of they're so good at putting everything in the areas where you're gonna miss your shot, but most likely. Yeah. You know, like. Front left pins with false fronts on the left will feed down to, you know, where you have no, it's really tough up and down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a golf course, golf course on a normal day basis can be just normally average tough. Mm-hmm. And the PGA Tour can go in there and take their agronomy staff in there and make the golf course as tough as they want. Grow the rough out, make it firm. Yeah. Use false fronts, and it's just it's crazy how much they can change the course. Yeah, I mean, perfect example is Pebble Beach back in 2000. Everyone, right. obviously, everyone but Tiger was like over par. And then yeah. you take it this last U.S. Open where they, what was the winning score like, 13, 14? Yeah, know. something around there. Yeah. So it, it's, it's not like my U.S. Game. Open. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even count it. We're not even having your Open this year. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's a joke, first of all. The fact that there's no <laughs> Canadian Open, so much disrespect. They need to cancel one of these tournaments in the U.S. You guys have so many tournaments every year. We get one. I, one. Think, it's, I think it's more of getting across the border. I don't care. Trudeau needs to figure something out. That guy's the worst. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's your fault, Zach. Maybe look in the mirror. Maybe. That guy stinks then. If it's on him, oh, it's, it's a tragedy. We are going to have the greatest time. Greatest time. Where do they usually have it? Or it kind of switches. It, it switches all the time, but it was going to be at Royal St. George in Toronto or just oh. outside Toronto. You probably could have made it to it then, huh? Yeah, we were going to go. Me and Reed were going to shack up. It was going yep. to be incredible. Dang. But, but COVID just had to ruin everything. Fucking COVID and Justin Trudeau ruining it for the rest of us. <laughs> now it's like... Hmm. Good luck getting it? on the bag in time next that's, year. That's 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 terrible, man. Because I, 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 dude, I've always wanted to go to Toronto. Always. That's true. Yeah. I've never been. No. Well, when you have an off week, if you could cross the border, we'll definitely have to uh, head out. Well, we've already discussed our teams are playing in the first round of the playoffs. Incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah. Incredible. When's that going to start, Zach? They say the end of July, start of August, but really, who knows? I call BS. But right now, whoever loses of Montreal and Pittsburgh gets a one in eight chance at the first overall pick. Seriously? Yeah, because the first overall pick went to an unknown team that loses in the play-in round. Wow. So Toronto could get the first pick. The uh, Penguins could get the first pick. Like, what a joke that would be if the Penguins got the first pick. So no, that, that's, that's completely fine. Oh, that would be, oh, that would be terrible. But I still hope we beat you, and then if you get it, you get it. So, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I guess it's a, a win's a win on both sides. You can win in the draft pick, or win in the in the series. Yeah, I'll take the series. The carry Price, <laughs> what a garbage boy. But our last topic of discussion for golf, we got the Rocket Mortgage Classic this week out in uh, Motor City. Have you played this course yet? Oh no, you said you haven't been to Detroit, so. Never been to Detroit. Uh, we haven't walked it today, though. Um, really, really old school golf course. Um, tree line. A uh, couple, you know, bunkers lining the fairways. Um, pretty flat for the most part. Um, but the, the fence is the green complexes. They're very, uh, very undulated. It's uh, way longer, too, eh, than the last yes, three? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some length to it. Um, but a lot of the greens have false edges on all sides. There are three of the sides or two of the sides, front, back sides, and, you know, uh, and that makes it that much tougher because you miss the green. Like, you know, chipping from a low area, pitching from a low area is generally pretty difficult if you're short-sided. You, you, it's hard to get the ball up in the air to match the, the level of the green, you know, and so um, – but, yeah, I mean, good golf course. I think if we hit it well, we can play well here. I think it's a golf course so we can pick it apart. Um, I think it's a second-shot golf course. It's narrow off the tee, but I think the greens are the defense. I think it's a golf course that you got to be able to hit a number in certain spots and leave yourself putts that you want to have and not leave yourself, you know, three, four, or five-foot breaker. And I think that's something we struggled with a little bit last week, early in the week, is leaving ourselves, you know, 15, 18, 20 footers, but they're you know, moving a foot right to left or whatever, you know, so speed, speed based, uh, match pots are tough. And, but yeah, I mean, I think this golf course, we can play well. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I always thought like this course suits bombers so well that they could just like cut off everything. But this week, a lot of the bombers are sitting it out. You just got like Bryson who's there and drives it like 50 yards farther than everyone. So. Yeah. We're going to see if his strategy works because now's his time to really plan it out with no one being able to copy him. Well, this, I'm going to tell you right now, this golf course on, I'd say 60% of the holes, 70% of the holes, doesn't matter if you hit it far or not, you got to hit the fairway. Wow. Or, Noted. Uh, Insider source right here. You heard it here first. Bryson's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, he's been top tening. He's top ten to every single tournament he's played in. Yeah, so far. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's not man. like he's playing. Yeah, he's playing really he's good. Playing good. He's playing awesome. It's incredible. Yeah, as much Dude, as people guy, talk about his length, like the guy, the guy's good in his own respect, man. Before he even did all this stuff, he was good. Yeah. Whether whether you whether you want to, people want to say he's weird or whatever. Like, dude, the guy's good at golf. I mean, yeah. you can't deny those weird. facts. It's incredible, though. You got any uh, picks this week, Zach? I kind of like uh, I kind of like a guy who's 
a little longer off the tee, I would say. Is it Bryson? No, I like my um, guy Tony Finau this week. Ooh, well, Finau. Tony's yeah. been good. He hasn't been putting great, but no, he's not good. Okay, we're automatically just eliminating Hubbard for right. I yeah. can't pick Hubbard. Yeah. Can't. You don't want to be biased. Quest. That would be boring. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think myself. So I, I gotta go. I just think the the level of the field. I mean, this you generally have a week where like Hubbard could win. I mean, when there's not every single player in the top thirty in it, you might not have as low scores. But if Bryson's playing his best and hitting fairways, I don't know. Like, I think you if you're bombing it like four hundred yards or three hundred and fifty yards. It has to help. Yeah, no, it does. Especially if you're hitting the fairways. Yeah. Especially if you're hitting the fairways. But, yeah, I mean, it'll be fun, man. It's a different golf course. I mean, different. I guess it's kind of like colonial, if you will, a little bit, but much longer. Uh, in the instance that it's an old-school style course with just bunkering in the fairways. Um, you know. But that's the greens of defense. So, yeah. be a fun week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, oh, go ahead, did Nolan. Do you guys? I kind of. I mean, not to bring things back a little, but Phil was playing pretty good. Um, Phil's first, incredible. First couple Just, days. Let's, well, yeah, let's talk about Phil a little here. <laughs> there's so much to talk about. Like the shades. Oh yeah. The bomb. Did you guys see he trademarked? hit bombs or something or yeah, yeah. Well, and did you see what he wore on sunday he wore joggers yeah seriously yeah seriously like straight up joggers not like they looked like joggers he wore joggers that's funny man phil is just Jog. like in his own world he could not care about any of the rules no, he's he... doing everything reed i've been telling you guys you need to do to like <laughs> <laughs> like when he wears a neon pink outfit, then you'd be like, "Damn, I should have done that." <laughs> no, I can't be wearing that. That's like this right here. Can't me wearing that color. <laughs> yeah. What if you dye your hair that color? Not a chance. You have to pay me every every cent in your bank account. If you guys win this week, <laughs> you dye your hair pink. If we win this week, I will dye my hair pink. Absolutely. Way to go, Nolan. That was great. This is what we need now. I'm going to get the entire golf community. You have, you have, you have been my word on that. Who acknowledged it? Who acknowledged it in your room? That's like, oh, you're fucked. Dan, Dan, Dan Schlim just came over and we were talking about pink hair. Who's, who's he working for? Uh, Mark Anderson. Are, they're playing this week, obviously. Could you ask him if Mark Anderson wins this week if he'll dye his hair pink? Hey, Dan, they want to know if Mark, and, if Mark Anderson wins this week, will you dye your, will you dye your hair pink? Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Wow, we got two people in the field. Juan Carlos? I do just about any 400 grand right Exactly. Now. Yeah, get yeah. Juan Carlos over here. He'll dye his hair pink. Life. Yeah, dude, I mean, I'll dye my hair whatever color you want for 100 grand, man. Yeah, I'll cut it off. Yeah. I'll cut it bald, whatever you want. I'll, I'll donate no, it for you. No, it's pink. No, you need to change it, Reed, to try and get out of it. Like, oh, I told him I'd do anything. We agreed on pink. We'll, we'll get we'll get Juan Carlos in on this deal. Yeah, who's Juan Carlos working for? Tim, Tim Wilkinson. Oh, oh, Tim Wilkinson. 
great. But the problem is, but the problem is Juan Carlos doesn't have any hair. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about diet hair. Pink, pink wig. If you win. <laughs> pink wig the first week back. I got to yeah. my balls. If you win, you got to wear a pink wig. That's fine. Yeah, he said you that's fine. Hey, this is three people. As long as we can raise money for cancer, I'm all for it. That's right. As long as we can raise money for cancer. He said, deal. We'll raise money for cancer. Not for you, Reed. For you, we're not raising shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so we got – I don't know what the math is on this, but we got like three out of 150 players. Yeah, that's not bad. That's one out of 50, which is 2%. Someone's going to have pink hair. (laughs) Wow. 2% of the field. That's not bad. I'll take that. Is, is that right? Three, three out of one fifty is. Yeah, that's right. Call, I mean, make, make the math simple. Three out of one fifty. I think it's like one fifty four. Yeah, Once, no, you're yeah. right. Two percent. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah, reaching out to some fellow caddies I know as well to see what they can. So do. you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> yes. What if we become okay, like the most hated thing? Because every <laughs> player is like, "Damn you! You've gotten all our caddies to agree to like unionize over <laughs> dyeing their hair." <laughs> Oh, back to funny. back to Phil a little. What do you guys? So he just got like re-established into the U.S. Open. He got a spot because they exempted a bunch more players. Yeah, this, I mean, 70. he's still hunting down that U.S. Open for the career Grand Slam. Was he not exempt in the U.S. Open? No, nope. uh-uh. and he said he wasn't going to play. He wasn't going to qualify. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He would have had to got a special exemption. Yeah, and he said he wouldn't have accepted it. Wow, I didn't know that. I mean, think about that. How crazy is that? Yeah. Do you guys think he'll win one? It's kind of I like, don't know, man. Kind of like now know. or never. Yeah, yeah it's got it's got to be soon. I mean, I, I respect his talent, uh, but it's got to be soon, man. I mean, I mean, you never know though. Like, if it's on one of these, like. Like, he still has all the experience. You see some of these older guys. And that's like the see. thing, dude. He's so, so good with his wedges, too. You know, yeah, you well, get a shorter golf course. I wouldn't, maybe not a major, but you get a shorter golf course. Never know. Who is and, it? Yeah. Why am I just blanking on the name of on the Champions <laughs> Tour who just dominates? Bernhard Longer. Longer. Bernhard yeah. Longer. Like, that guy's going to be winning tournaments at, like, 90. Dude, he was out at RBC. Yeah. Yeah. And – and I think he, he might even been at Colonial, if I'm, if I'm recalling correctly. And, uh, dude, that guy, for, how, for his age, is unbelievably fit. It's, it's like not talked game. about enough how good he is and how in shape he is. Dude, it's, it's impressive. Like, I think he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger where he just suck his, touches his body and it's a rock. Yeah, like way more <laughs> impressive than Bryson, like – like what Bryson's doing is nice. Bernard Langer, how old? He's like seventy. He's got to be. And he literally only enters tournaments on the PGA Tour because he's like, I'm tired of winning every event. So he's like, yeah. I'll enter one that's competitive. Yeah. Like he wins every Champions Tour event. <laughs> it's remarkable. <laughs> every one. He's like, Zach's, he's like so much. Okay. Zach's found his feet. He's sixty-two. Yeah. He's not seventy. Uh, <laughs> we 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 outjudged that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> we'll cut that part out. Anyway, Phil, interesting enough, it's the U.S. Open is at Wingfoot this year, which we all know Phil had an episode at Wingfoot at a U.S. Open before. Yeah, 
so it's just like the storylines are like getting a little crazy with Phil right now. So I think it's crazy how many mages we're gonna have in such a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Lastly, did we uh do we have any other stuff we wanted to discuss? I know we had uh the big NASCAR races. Now I'm I'm a big NASCAR guy, as you know, of course rooting for Ty. <laughs> but it's exhilarating. I don't know if you've tuned into any of that. What uh where did Ty finish last week? There were almost... two races on back to back days on the weekend. That one that one he almost kinda won, right? Yeah, well Talladega, he was like third yeah. on the final like turn. And then it was like a complete shit show with everyone crashing. Yeah. But he still finished like thirteenth, which is pretty darn pretty good. good. Yeah. I mean NASCAR, it's like so different because it's almost like you don't have the expectation to win even. Because you're right. just like so underfunded compared to some other teams, right? Like, like I guess he said, like Talladega, they could win theoretically if everything goes perfect. But some of these other tracks, like it's impossible almost. Right? Didn't some people like run out of gas on the last lap? Too? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> That's the best when they run out of gas. I love it. Tal- Talladega is a shit show, man. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. It's, there's probably there's probably not a track with more wrecks at it than Talladega. Maybe Daytona on certain years, but that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's an event. I think the closest event to me is like in New Hampshire or something. But so, yeah. To get down there. Yeah. And then. Once they, once they let fans back in, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go to one of the events and we'll go oh, into yeah. the pits with Ty and be fun. Yeah, that could be where we finally all meet up. Like, Right. There's no better place than a NASCAR event. Like, golf is nice, but... I would have never thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But we also got we got baseball coming back soon. Yeah. You guys big baseball fans? Uh, I love watching it. I don't really have a team. I'm sort of, like, indecisive still between the Angels and the Mets. <laughs> what? But I can give you oh. my... Why? Why, why? Let me just save you some heartbreak and don't pick the Mets. First of all, I was a big <laughs> Expos fan, of course. But our guy, Vlad Guerrero, where he basically ended his career was with the Angels. So I always started watching them. It's like one of the only places I've been to a game outside of Montreal, as well as in New York, where I've watched the Mets. Because whenever we go to New York for Labor Day, going to watch the Mets is like 10 times cheaper than going to watch the Yankees. Yeah, it is. And like, yeah, no, they've just done me well. Gambling, the Mets have done me real well. There was one game I had. I had a Mets stack in Daily Fantasy. They hit seven home runs. It was incredible. It was incredible. Wow. Hit fourteen all year. <laughs> yeah, no, this was like, and this was when they were good though. When they, I think it was the year they made it to the World Series. They were right, good. I remember that. one year in the past. The Mets are like. I got to say, the Mets are, like, hated on so much, and they're actually not that bad. I think it's because they think of, like, the Mets and Knicks together. You're right. The Mets right. have had some good seasons. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, I don't even know the answer, but how many, how many major cities in America have the same sport and two teams in the city, like the Mets and the Yankees or uh, the – Oh. Clippers and the Lakers, Los Angeles, uh, the giant, the football giants, and the Jets. Yeah. All that. I mean, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's New York. Okay. Uh, what else? I mean, is there any others? Well, now Los Angeles for football has the Rams and the Raiders. Right. 
or no, or the Raiders in Las Vegas. Never mind. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. That might be the only ones. Yeah, I think. Crazy, right? Wow. Yeah, it's it's very weird. Handful of states, right? Like Florida has a couple NFL. California has like five NHL teams. (laughs) Yeah, but not not same city. Yeah, only only LA and then New York. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, still pretty weird, but. Oh, the uh, one hockey also, or not anymore, but it was like the Islanders and Devils. What about the Rangers and Islanders? Well, the Rangers, yeah, but they all keep like moving around. It's so confusing now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, yeah. The Islanders old arena was like a shit show, so they've been everywhere. Yeah. It's going to be weird with the 60-game season in baseball, though, because like, for example – the Nationals, if it was a 60-game season last year, they wouldn't even made the playoffs. And they won yeah. the whole Yeah, it's true. Really? Yeah, yeah it's so. going to be crazy. I mean, any team has a chance. Weren't the, like, Marlins, like, off to an incredible start? And then – or the – no, the Mariners. Mariners were, yeah. Yeah, hey, Mariners hey, hey, like hey, 12 hey, and hey, two. hey, don't don't hate on the Mariners, bro. They haven't made the playoffs since 2001 or something. Yeah. I like the Mariners. I thought they were going to be a good team. Dude, I mean, come on, man. You haven't made the playoffs in 20 years almost. It's been 20 that, years? You, you name, almost. You named me a sports organization that hasn't made the playoffs currently, that hasn't made the playoffs since 2001. Fair point. That's pretty rough. <laughs> they might be I mean, one of the only ones. I don't know who else. Uh, I mean, b- baseball is tough in the sense to get in the playoffs regardless. Yeah, but 20 years, though. Still. Yeah, has the Charlotte, the basketball team that like has bounced around from Charlotte? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, well, yeah. We're the Bobcats. I think, they, I think they got in like an eight seed one year. Yeah, they've gotten in. They've gotten in. Okay. I legitimately don't think off, there's though. anything else. We're going to close things off with uh, a couple rants. I'll let Reed give your first rant about the topic of your choice. And then Nolan, I'm going to shoot to him for what I've decided will be Nolan's rant because I know he's dying to talk about it. Okay. My uh, my rant is about the COVID testing. Oh, that's a good one. Good choice. Right? It has to be done. I fully understand that it has to be done. But something is not supposed to go there. Like when, when, they, when it goes in your nose and you feel oh. like something in the middle of your head, like tickling you in the back of your throat. I sneezed like seven or eight times every time after, after every time it's done. Dude, it's just the most uncomfortable. Like they sit there and twist it. Well, I w- doctors come up with some solution instead of a freaking thing going up your nose. I would love you forever. <laughs> I gotta say, so I was at a nice family dinner our first time going out. We went to a nice Italian restaurant, sitting on the terrace, and the conversation of things being stuck up Reed Martin's nose came up. <laughs> what? Wait, you said my family Italian started, and you said terrace. The terrace, yes. That's a, in Montreal, we got a terrace. <laughs> God. To my point, my grandparents, they were talking about, oh, the thing that this testing, how it goes up your nose. I'm like, oh, our guy Reed, he has to do that every single week. And then my sister, for example, she's like, every week, I would have just quit. She was adamant that there's no job she would do to have that every single week. Oh, dude, it's not that. I mean, it's not that bad. It's just more uncomfortable than anything. Like, it's just weird. So I'm going to make a plea to the PGA Tour. I think that due to your size, you should almost have to do it twice. 
just uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> if anyone's listening, just think about that. Think about it. What, both nostrils, not just one. Yes, exactly. It does sound awful, though. I'm I'm it, grateful. Just just look at look at even Noah and I. Picture one of those sticks going all the way up your nose and the back of your head. Oh, it sounds awful. It's yeah. terrible. Sounds awful. Okay, and the final rant. I'm going to give it to Nolan because we haven't spoken about it in a long time. Nolan, I'll give you the right to rant about your Portland Trailblazers. Hi, Portland Trailblazers. So, there's a chance we can make the playoffs. Um, it's not looking great. You know what will probably happen right now? Memphis is in the eight seed, and uh, there's a chance that I think us or New Orleans will take that eight seed. And I think Memphis is going to fall even further down to 10. And possibly oh, wow. such convincing. An easy, easy eight-game schedule here. They'll probably win seven out of their eight games, to be honest. Um, convincing. It's kind of middle-of-the-road schedule, but Portland has a pretty tough schedule. But we got Damian Lillard, man. So it's true. Who doesn't even want to play? <laughs> he wants to play. What are you talking about? Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough, but we got – our big man coming back, Yusuf Nurkic. We got Zach Collins coming back. He's a starting four in the league. Unfortunately, Trevor Reza is not going to play because he has, like, visitation days with his son, apparently, during during this playoff thing. So he's going to forego the playoffs to visit his son, which is fine. Just a <laughs> so, loving dad. I got to ask you, though. What what's the deal with what are they going to do at center? Are they just going to like split it down the middle? Uh, you know, neither yeah, one of them could play power forward. No, yeah, they they better not they better not do some twin tower crap. That'd be stupid. I think they're like the least twin tower possible center duo <laughs> in the NBA. That Nurk Nurk was on video at practice nailing like a thirty footer at the end of his drill. I mean, I guess I, I saw a video of like. You guys know Mitchell Robinson, the center for the Knicks? Yeah. Like, no. he's, like, so purely in the NBA just to, like, block shots and, like, dunk. And they showed right. a video of him, like, dribbling and, like, doing all his jukes or whatever the hell yeah. you call it in basketball, you people all, with your words. All those guys are amazing. Stutter incredible. Steps. Stutter steps. Yeah, his stutter steps. It was incredible. <laughs> I was, like, shocked. Like, I knew they must be, like, pretty good. All those guys are amazing in practice. Like it's ins- it's crazy, you know. You put you put an NBA defender on him, and then it gets a lot harder. Like, do but, you think the Andre Jordan would just be like an incredible point guard at like pick up Y basketball? Yes, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, I got one. I got one more thing after we're done with this. But that's all. Sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. The final. Oh, final I'm not statement. Done for a while. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I. Yeah, they the only oh, last. No, not done. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not gonna be done for a while. <laughs> I will say one, one more thing. It's yeah, without Trevor Reese, it's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> we, got, we got Carmelo, so who knows what could happen? But now the time to fast forward thirty seconds on the heck, heck. Ray Allen might even come back in the league and play for you, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, just a big shout out and thank you to the PGA Tour and Whoop. If anyone does not know what Whoop is, Whoop. 
it, it is a uh, a band that the PGA Tour has uh, partnered with. And what this WHOOP company does is uh, it's a band that goes on your wrist. It monitors your heart rate, your sleep, your um, recovery, your strain, um, everything, um, daily life. Uh, it'll alert you if you have uh, any type of sort of uh, HRV, which is your heart rate uh, problems. It's just I think they're trying to do everything to uh, bring the health of everyone up and the assurance of everything going on to help us out. So just a big shout out to them and let everyone know that we're doing everything we can to fight this coronavirus stuff off. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. The whoop. Is that it? This is it right here. Yeah. Last it for the people. Oh, it doesn't turn on. It's like a. No, it doesn't turn on. And and what, what happens is to charge it, there's a piece that you charge individually and you just slide it right on the top here and you can just wear it while it's charging. So it's still monitoring your heart rate and whatnot. Oh wow! Very cool. Yeah. Shout out to they the are, yeah. They are a little spendy, I think. I, uh, but I, they're they're worth it, man. Especially for people who exercise a lot or do a lot of the like, day. It'll give you all your feedback. It'll tell you how much sleep you need to get a full recovery, so your body's feeling 100 percent the next morning. Once you once you go to bed and you wake up, it'll tell you uh, how much recovery you made, and it, it's actually quite interesting. Because last week. There's a couple of days where I had a better quote unquote recovery and a couple of days where I didn't. I definitely felt a difference in, in looping. Like my body was a little more tired or not tired. So it's yeah. it crazy. All right. Well, uh, great way to sign it off. I know the people will want to know about the whoop. Like we're going to have to talk about the whoop every time. I feel like that's like a, that's a big draw. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, yeah, that's... whoop. First, it can be a PJ Tour sponsor. Next step, it's going to be our podcast sponsor. That'll be their next thing. Yeah, we need uh, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need, like, whoop on the back of your shirt. Like, that's right. whoop everywhere. Whoop. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. We, we wanted to get back to a, an episode with just the three hosts talking golf for once. I know we've given a big variety from hockey, NASCAR, and – we're going to have on a lot of cool guests. So really hope you guys enjoyed, subscribed, like the podcast, and let us know your thoughts. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with Bernie. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.